0: Being able to investigate, as a real estate agent, the mechanical and structural stuff early in the equation is definitely going to be beneficial for your buyer to prepare them for what they're going to expect uh, in the process of their home inspection.
1: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's such a a big monumental transaction Mm. in someone's life.
0: My name is Parker Bennett. And I've spent the last 20 years helping people through the process of their largest single investment they may ever make, their home. From building inspector to real estate agent, I've chalked up a number of great experiences and strategies for everything related to the home buying experience. This podcast is dedicated to anything and everything around the Kamloops real estate market. Welcome to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Hey, welcome everybody to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Today, I am joined with the one and only Mally J. Hello. A.K.A. Mallory Johnson. Uh, myself from Royal LePage Westwind Realty. Uh, I'm a real estate agent right here in Kamloops. And we are joined by a very special guest who shares a very unique career characteristic <laughs> with me um, as right. we've both entered the real estate community via... A past home inspection background. That's right. Totally cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: The parallels, the parallels in our life are kind of crazy, actually, not just uh, career wise.
0: (laughs) No, I know. We have a lot in common. Yeah. I mean, were you crying when Seattle was knocked out of the playoffs?
1: Maybe a little bit. I was, (laughs) I think I was actually more shocked that they made it in.
0: (laughs) Totally. No, I, I I felt that same, uh, the same. It was surprising to see the Seahawks actually play football after an entire off season of everybody saying that this will be the worst team in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. It's a rebuild year and should be fun to watch. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, uh, unlike, unlike you, I think you actually had two home inspection businesses. Did you not?
1: Uh, two different areas. Yeah. So I originally started in, um, Southern California in San Diego, uh, 2010 roughly. Um, and so I started there, I did about five years there. And then my wife being Canadian, part of our, our parallel, um, uh, brought us up to Bellingham and Whatcom County. Uh, that was in about 2016. Um, so I restarted, in washington state without much thought that's crazy (laughs) being put into the move we just decided to go for it yeah uh and so started over it was it was definitely easier to start i will say the second time around just having those years of experience you know and and being able to it's tough when you're green um you know to get people to to actually dial your phone number kind of thing
0: yeah but with
1: with that background it was much easier to get started the second time here in, in bellingham
0: now it was caliber home inspections right
1: Correct. Yeah, I got lucky. Nobody had the name here. So I was able to to keep my sweater and
0: you know, all my stickers and everything. That's cool. Home yeah. inspections.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was speaking, good. It was a good.
2: Speaking of names, we haven't actually said yours.
0: Yeah, uh, sorry, Darren.
1: <laughs> yeah. Darren, Darren is the first name. <laughs> is the last one that always gets Darren, everybody.
0: Darren yeah, Jirasevich, so... I, I just announced you as just a dude.
2: Just some yeah, guy. This
0: guy that's similar to me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so how, can I ask, how did you guys meet?
0: Yeah, how did, how we, did meet? we meet? That's yeah, funny. Mutu- um, mutual friends. I think, yeah, mutual friends through
1: my wife um, and just kind of her friends and family group around the Langley area. Yeah. I think it's kind of yeah, where I right,
0: Yeah. Yep. So your wife's sister's husband... Was my best man at my wedding. Whoa, that's right, James. Yeah, yeah. James. Yeah, and then I think wow. I, when I first met you, I think I was down in in San Diego, wasn't? Is that where we first?
1: It might have been actually. Was it the yeah. there, there was a Fourth of July party? I think that I remember. Right. I think you guys were there. Yeah, so that would I well, mean that would have been about twelve or more years ago. At this point, it was a long
2: time ago. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. at like a home inspectors conference. No, it something. wasn't at a home inspectors <laughs> conference. No, no.
0: That Parallels would be cool We were just fluke. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then our wives are both in the medical field.
0: It's, it's so crazy how much we yeah. have in common. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. It's like, I feel like Mallory, if you just were to pick a color or a number in the back of your head, I bet you we'd both say <laughs> the same number. <laughs> Let's try it. Color. <laughs> Blue. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Well, on today's podcast, kind of what I want to talk about was, or is, um, you know, the perspective of having that home inspection background. Now we're looking through a definitely a different lens looking through that process, but from a real estate agent's perspective.
1: Yeah, very much. It's a
0: much different role. Yeah. Um, Before I get into that, let me just ask you this. What made you want to become a real estate agent from that home inspection profession that you're in? Like, what was the trigger? Um, I think it
1: was just all the years of being so close to it. Um, I enjoyed inspections were great and I enjoyed the flexibility. And I think that gave me a, a taste of kind of entrepreneurship and, and self-employment and being so close to it for so long. Um, I got a, a taste of, of just the real estate industry, right? What that process yeah. is like. The role as an inspector obviously is is, you know in and of itself um but just being next to it and surrounded by it for so long i think it finally just was was something that clicked that said i think i can i can do this and and provide a lot of value to people after all those years i didn't start inspections with the intent of becoming a realtor one day it just kind of evolved and i realized that um especially through covid honestly the last couple years they're at least here there was a frenzy. Um, I mean, the last two or three years were nuts. You know, this last year, there's been a lot of change in the market, but uh, there was a frenzy. There was people waiving inspections or doing pre-inspections, running through homes as fast as they could competing with offers and started to realize them like, there's a, there's a kind of a market and a niche for somebody with experience to be able to go through a house in a matter of minutes and really identify if there's anything significant. And it yeah, definitely those key token that, things. Yeah, yeah. That thought process is like, I should make this switch and and take my knowledge and my expertise over to the other side of things, you know, and, and instead of managing it for just a couple hours, try to, to take that and, and put it into the entire process kind of thing. Totally, totally. It is
2: really quite an edge to have as a realtor. I think with that, such a thorough home inspection background, how long were you a home inspector?
1: Yeah. So in total it was over 11 years. Um, and I, if I had to estimate I'd probably guess anywhere around three thousand thirty five hundred inspections wow Um, so a fair a fair number i was real busy with it um and it's yeah it's definitely an edge the you know one of the first thing you do when you look up a house is i do is look at the age and as soon as you see how old the house is my brain starts turning you know what are we going to be worried about what are the the components or the systems that that could be uh, you know, needing repair, just kind of mm-hmm. aging at this point type of thing. And each decade kind of has the, their own things that uh, were problematic over time. So oh, I think it's, uh, it's a unique advantage. Yeah.
2: Can you give me an example? I'm curious. I'm also a lay person. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, so I mean, one right now that we're dealing with um, is a 70s era house. Um, so automatically, I think about the wiring in the home. Uh, from the 70s is their aluminum, you know, and uh, if that's gonna all come out through an inspection, but it's just right away. That's what my brain thinks of my my friends are always <laughs> quite annoyed when I come over because when you walk in the front door, the first thing I do is just start looking around, you know, just naturally, <laughs> like, where's the flashlight and it, it it's hard to break that after so many years. Yeah. Um. But it's just it's automatic almost. Yeah,
2: totally. And Parker, you were a home inspector for about the same period of time, right? Like 10 years?
0: Yeah, just under ten years. I have a nine-year career shift. Seems like I'm on pat. I'm on pace to do that again. <laughs> Who knows, right? Um, yeah, it is interesting. Is you know, like going back to our mutual friend James. Uh, number of times when I come to visit him, he's always got an objective for me. You know, hey, I got a problem. I'm just curious <laughs> what your thoughts are on it. Right? Yeah. I hear from James a lot too, actually. <laughs> yeah. He's got two people to draw from. That's perfect. Yeah, we should get him on the awesome.
2: podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so, I mean,
1: it, yeah, each, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, each one has a different thing, whether it be the electrical or the the plumbing material, um, siding issues, you know, in different decades,
0: mm-hmm.
1: those kinds of things are, I think a lot of lay people aren't aware of of those things. Um Totally. <laughs> yet,
0: it's nice when yeah. your client says, Hey, I, w- I got these six houses I want to go look at. And as you're just clicking on, you know, your software in the office, kind of trying to figure out, you know, which pattern, the, the trail that you're going to take to go show these houses on Friday, Saturday, whatever day you can already start to think about like, Hey, this is a 22 year old house. It's going to have an original furnace more than likely. Right. Yeah. Have uh, they
1: changed the roof yet?
0: Have they done the roof? You know, yeah. like you just know before you even step foot in the house, Hey, just be aware. Like, cause if you're not willing to do that, maybe we scratch this one off the list right away.
1: Right. Yeah. There was a point, um, a couple of years ago when people started kicking around the idea of hiring a home inspector to come while they viewed homes. Right. And, and just kind of paying them hourly, just having some objective eyes there to, to glance at everything. Totally. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what you get. If, That's kind know, of what you get. You get a home me, inspection. Kind of like, I call it viewing, an ex- every viewing. Yeah,
0: I call it an express home inspection in every showing. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how when so when I go through a house as a realtor and I identify the let's say the roof, HVAC system, wiring, plumbing, material, like I say, foundation structure. You're looking at cracks and you're looking at, you know, the big, the big items,
1: right? Big ticket items. Yeah.
0: There's still probably, you know, if you were doing a home inspection as an inspector, there's probably another hour and a half there of looking at stuff. That's probably not going to really change the outcome if you were to buy it or not. Yeah. The bottom line. Like leaky taps and reverse polarity. And there's these wienerly little things that you got to check for. Um, But now as a, when I was a home inspector, I was very careful to make sure that we t- ticked all those boxes and made sure that everybody was aware of all those little things. But now as a real estate agent, I'm like, you know what? This house is probably going to have a half a dozen reverse polarities. doesn't matter where they are. You can just fix them later. Yes. Like yeah. they're just not that critical of a problem.
1: Right. It's very much the inspection side of things. Uh, my approach as an inspector was, you know, my job was to, to present you with the information yeah. to just to give it to you um and be objective not try to sway you one way or another that wasn't my role that wasn't why i was there it was just so that you knew the condition of the home now yeah i i you know my wife and i are very much uh, big picture yep. kind of people so yeah if you have a few outlets that need to be rewired that's not like a deal breaker kind of thing it's like we can we can take care of that we can fix that a lot of times when you, you know, you read through an inspection report, it's, uh, it's just red flags everywhere. It's scary and it's overwhelming, but when you break it down, it's like, that's just, that's an easy plug fix. That's a three wire plug, you know? Yeah. I mean, thinking
0: about, you know, a half a million dollars, $700,000, whatever your median house price is there. But like for us, we're probably somewhere around 650 right now. Um, when you think about a $150 call out to an electrician to fix a little mild issue, I mean, such a small token thing, and you're going to get it on every house. Like you're always going to have little things that you're going to have to tackle. Right.
1: Yeah. Always. Yeah. I I think the cleanest report I ever had was uh, a condo and it was like a year old townhouse (laughs) style. And the only (laughs) item on the report was it needed a carbon monoxide detector. Wow. (laughs) And so that was the cleanest inspection and report I've ever had. And I, I bring that one up a lot because that's the only time that's ever happened.
0: <laughs> totally. And it, it's
1: just not common. There's always a list of things, you know, at the end of every inspection. Sometimes yeah. the list is short. Sometimes it's a lot longer. Um, but it's just being able to kind of sift through the, that list and figure out what's important, what's critical, you know, what's normal wear and tear kind of thing. What's, what's a marginal item totally. and what's a big concern kind of thing. Yeah
0: there there's definitely a, a bit of a value as a real estate agent with that background, being able to prepare buyers, you know, maybe you've you're meeting a first time home buyer for the first time and you've, you know, you you sign some disclosure representation stuff in an office setting and then you go out for your first showing, you start going through, you know, what kind of buyer is this person going to be, you know, are they going to be like really finicky? Are they, are they terrified of, of any issue? Are right. they, you know, have they watched Homes on Homes? I'm not <laughs> sure if, if you get that guy down south, but... I've, I've had it a few times, yeah. Yeah, I,
1: okay. Uh, I saw on HGTV one time. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> but that is where a lot of people, lay people, get their information or their sense of what a home inspector does or what it could right. reveal. So how do you bridge that gap? Or it or is it just, that's just the kind of person they are?
0: I, yeah, I think that the it's the agent's job. They get first crack at the, at the figuring out the buyer, right? Mm So it's their job, even if you don't have a home inspection background, but you've had enough experience in the industry, you should be educating your client through the process. Hey, when we get a home inspection, you know, there's going to be some, there's going to be some items that come up on this list, you know, maybe a door hinge or a striker plate that doesn't line up. I don't know how many times I had to write that down. (laughs) And yeah, you know, coming from like a finicky buyer, yeah. Um, they, they have to know about that stuff cause they're, they're, they'll be distressed if they thought you missed it as a home inspector.
1: Totally. Yeah. Right? I think, yeah. Education is great. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
2: Sounds like, no, it just sounds like a real opportunity for teaching and learning then.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. I think expectations too, um, is, is important. It's managing and kind of setting those expectations. Maybe pre-inspection, you know, before the inspection happens, what, what to expect and, and letting folks know that like, there's no such thing as the perfect house. You know, there's no, nothing, there's, there's no perfection. Like we expect to have some things. And then on top of that, it's a home. And I would tell folks that as an inspector too, I'm here for a couple hours and my job and my goal is to eliminate surprises for you, you know, and, and big costs down the road, but it's still a home and things happen. Yeah. And, you know, that, that could be a few days, a few weeks, or a few years from now. But it, I promise at some point, something will <laughs> come up. Something's going to happen. You know, it's just the nature of the beast. So.
2: Yeah, that's life. But yeah, so, I think if
1: they understand that going into it, you know, when, when something does happen, it's, it's like, okay, nobody's at fault here kind of thing. You know, we were told these systems are getting old or expect this down the road type of thing. Yeah. So just managing those expectations. You know.
0: Do you as a real estate agent encourage your buyers and sellers or whatever to call you with those initial questions and concerns?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the best way to to deal with it. Um, you mean like after they receive a report kind of thing or? Well, let's just say
0: like, let's say you've, uh, you know, you've handed over the keys to a buyer and they've moved in and let's say you, I don't know what your program is, but typically I like to touch base after a few days of them being in the house, you know, after they've run, you know, sinks and stoves and open some windows or whatever, and just checked in to make sure that, you know, they're still comfortable. They don't have any questions or concerns. When I was a home inspector, my motto was, you know, I'm your building consultant for life, but Mm -hmm. now as a real estate agent, it's the same. I still want you to call me first uh, seven years down the road when your furnace doesn't fire up. I would rather at least be involved in some way to help you, you know, locate the right guy to come to your property or, you know, if it's something that's really easy, you know, to you can walk yeah. through over the phone or something, you know.
1: Yeah, I um, I think my approach. I uh, working so closely with with realtors for so long, I got to see a lot of different perspectives and approaches to to the industry. Yeah, and and I have since switching into it, um, decided you know which route I want to take and kind of how I want to to you know uh evolve in this profession and in this career um when the deal closes you're not done yeah. in, in my opinion you know and, and i've unfortunately dealt with with people like that it's like you know our deal is closed why why are we still in communication it's like well something came up and i i believe that yeah we we're the ones that people turn to for that uh direction you know yeah and uh and i think that it's our our responsibility to to be there for people after it closes whether it's you know a couple of days or, or a couple of years down the road to help them um you know figure out which direction they need to be going regardless of, of what it is that comes up sure uh, people yeah. people you know in general i've had experiences in my own life where you just want somebody to help you sometimes uh-huh. you know yeah just want somebody to listen and respond kind of thing
0: yeah uh, give your... and i think yeah i think that goes a long way totally do you ever get like Do you ever get that call, you know, from a buyer who's like, there is a major problem. The home inspector just found this tap that doesn't leak, that doesn't work, sorry. And it's leaking underneath. There's a, there's a drip about every four minutes. I I think we've got to walk. What do we do, Darren?
1: Yeah, very much. It's interesting because yeah, I've had clients in the past, like in the same day where in the morning, um, you know, you find like outlet cover plates that are missing and it's like, oh, we got to, we need new electrical. We, we, you know, this is a big deal. We got to run or, you know, the house is going to burn down. And it's like, no, th- those are a few bucks. We can, we can get some cover plates. It's not a big deal. And then the afternoon you go and, and the next client is uh, got a kitchen full of mold, you know, yeah. leaks everywhere and disgusting, and smells bad. And they want to know if they have any serious problems kind of thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. like everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, You just never know what that day or what that call is going to be like kind of thing.
0: I I have three categories of buyers. So I have one which is like the finicky, fussy, fanatical buyer, who really stems from just fear and unknown. Yeah, lack of maybe lack of
1: knowledge. Yeah, lack of knowledge.
0: Yep. And then I have like the you know careful, confident individual who's literally, uh, you know, they probably owned a home before. They maybe tackled a renovation or two, and they they get that it might just be a trip to Home Depot you know, right. Yeah. And it's just the big picture items. And then I have the clueless and careless who assume that the home inspection is a pass or fail. And as long as it's a pass, I don't need to read anything. I can just go on my merry way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's
1: pretty accurate. Um, yeah.
0: Are pass a, fails a thing up for you guys? No, no. Were they There's ever? No, no,
1: but not, not a like the term pass fail.
0: No, ne- I mean, Everybody would ask, did the home inspection pass? Right. But of course, that's like, that's that's an objective question. It, it, that That's not for anybody to decide, but the actual person buying the home.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good thing to talk about. And maybe not so much for you guys, but I know in our market, um, they were they were prominent for a couple of years. Wow. And it what it came down to, and it, that was always my job too, was to tell them, like you're not going to get a letter grade on the report or it's not going to say this inspection passed. Ultimately yeah. what what pass fail means is if it passes in your book you're willing to accept what those what those findings are. If yeah. it fails you're not willing to to take on what it needs or what the issues are kind of thing. So it, you know, pass just means you're good with it, fail means you're not. Yeah. kind of thing. Um because it, yeah, it's not like a score, or, you know, out of 10 or out totally. of 100 kind of yeah. thing um But yeah, it's it's also a being able to understand out of those three types of, of buyers in this case, um trying to figure out as quick as you can what each what what each individual person is, which one of totally. those three, you know, yeah, because um, everybody needs information in a different way. Yeah, I think was was what I found through you know a decade in in delivering home inspection findings. Everybody <laughs> needs it in a different way. They, <laughs> like, they, said, they, now, they do. Like, yeah, everybody's experience level is different. So. Yeah, being able a... to to read through that, I think it's is fun sometimes.
2: <laughs> and then adapt how you deliver it. Yeah, yeah.
1: very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are more technical. Uh, they want the, you know, the detail stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Other folks are, what do you think? Should I buy it? Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> are <laughs> you allowed like to give question. that kind of advice
2: as a home inspector?
1: Um, I, you know, like I we get the question all the time. Should I, would you buy this house? It was yeah. like the, the common question. And my response was always the same. There's a lot of factors that go into if you should buy a house, I wouldn't let the inspection be the only reason you should buy it or not buy it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then just kind of go into the whole thing of every inspection has findings. There's always a report. It's always a list. You know, you just have to be willing to take on whatever these particular items are because I had to. Well, it was it my job to tell them if if they should no. buy it or not, or if I would buy it or not. I'm not. That's not my decision to make. Kind of. Right. Thing. Yeah,
2: it's such a diplomatic cool. response. They were probably like, just tell me yes or no. Yeah, they wanted a yes
1: or no kind of an answer. There, they wanted a you know, pat the back. And, right. Some, you know. Sometimes you get in there and there's there's major foundation work, or or it's a really big ticket item, or you should just see a a a few things that are going to come together and going to be a, a lot of repair work or just a high mm-hmm. cost thing you know, he still wouldn't want to tell them not to buy the house. They might be willing to tackle that. And that's fine if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, but you might also get that, that other person, that other buyer that just doesn't, doesn't have maybe the money or the time or the expertise to fix these things. Yeah. Uh, and you might hint strongly <laughs> in
0: continuing to look. at that point. Here's yeah. a, here's a perspective shift for you. Okay. As a home inspector, you're really diving into critical mechanical and structural components, Right. Typically, I don't know how you operated, but typically for me, I would say most times the buyer or the client for the home inspector would come near the end and kind of get a summarized walkthrough. Mm -hmm. Um, But leading up to that, as a home inspector, you're building an impression of this house from a purely mechanical and structural um, grading system, I guess. Yeah. But from the real estate agent perspective, if you can imagine that buyer might be coming from a tent. They could literally be living in a tent. I mean, we don't know where they're coming from and that might be a massive upgrade for them Yeah, at the top end of their budget. And it, it's going to make, make major life improvement um, qualities for them. Right. And I And I always think, you know, I know that I've come through buyers that maybe were first time home buyers as a home inspector and, you know, maybe they were overwhelmed by structural and mechanical issues that, that a house had to offer them. And maybe they walked away disgruntled. Maybe they didn't go on to buy a home from several years. I bet you if they did buy the home, even if they didn't fix half those things, they probably would have made money. Oh yeah. So it's never really a, you know, a pass or fail because, There's so much more to the equation rather than just what are we looking at mechanically
2: from this house, right? Yeah, including like where, what path that customer or the client has walked to get to that point. That's a good, yeah, good perspective to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And I, I, yeah, go ahead.
0: I just, I always say that, you know, as home inspectors, we were kind of like investigators, you know, we were trying to always investigate problems and, and troubleshoot problems, but as agents, real estate agents, not only do we have to be investigators as well, uh, usually before the home inspection, but now we're like, we're we're like researchers, we're communicators. (laughs) Sometimes we're taxi cab drivers, sometimes we're marriage counselors. I mean, there's a lot of things, hats that you have to wear as a, as an agent, but being able to investigate as a real estate agent, the mechanical and structural stuff early in the equation is definitely going to be beneficial for your buyer to prepare them for what they're going to expect, uh, in the process of their home inspection?
1: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's such a, a big monumental, uh, you know, transaction in Mm -hmm. in someone's life, not just the transaction itself, like just the the process itself and they're happening for them. Most people don't do it very many times in a lifetime, you know, And it's easy. I think it's easy for us being in the industry and having done it a few times over the years to, to, I don't want to use the word complacent, you know, but it just becomes very normal. But for a lot of people, it's, uh, it's a very stressful thing. Um, And they're not, they're not sure if everybody's got their back necessarily, you know, there might be a referral and they're worried if, if that person has their best interest in mind. Totally. Um, And that was something I think that, you know, dealt with as an inspector was folks worrying about, um, you know, some coordination between like an inspector and an agent uh, just to make sure that things are are going forward like they should. And Mm -hmm. that was never my philosophy or never anything that crossed my mind. My my goal was to provide a service to to each client, you know, and and the only time maybe in their life that they're going to do this and let's make it a good experience and let's help them,
0: you know? Yeah. Very well, large financial decision. Yeah. I guess yeah. Big. big. Mm-hmm. So when you're a home inspector, I'm going to paint a picture for you and then I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to change that to a real estate agent. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're doing your home inspection and you get a knock on the door and it's the buyer and it's a young, let's say 22 year old guy, girl, whatever. And they come in and they say, you know, hey, I'm Johnny or Martha or whatever. And so you <laughs> shake their hand and you go, you know, are you ready to, you know, for me to give you the, the walkthrough? And they say, well, just one minute, my dad's on his way and he's actually a builder. So he's going to join <laughs> us for the inspection. And then you got that process and you just know where that's going.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is not a hypothetical. I feel like we've both been there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: totally, right? Because that dad is going to justify being a dad. Yeah. He's got dad things to deal with. Mm -hmm. That's fair. uh, And I always loved the dynamics of how I could shift the dad. Like, you know, dad might have been a builder, but let's be honest. Builders don't do all components of a house, right? Mm. Like people assume that if they do let's say you're a roofer and you do new construction, you pretty much tell everybody you're a builder. If you're (laughs) a framer in new construction, you pretty much are a builder, but that doesn't mean you know anything about HVAC or electrical or whatever. Right. Pressure relief (laughs) valves. Pressure relief valve. So just, you know, during that walkthrough, I would always look forward to the point at which dad was comfortable with me. And he decided and he agreed that I had his kid's best interest in, you know, in, in perspective. Yeah, I would love those wins. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could almost feel it too, right? You could like, feel you like could, the teeter totter. You know, you are. I am getting closer and <laughs> closer. You just had to catch him on something he didn't know, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: There is maybe like a trust element there because totally. it's a sizing up process yeah. until definitely like sizing up. the yeah. respect or trust or whatever it is, but. You could always okay.
1: tell they were sizing you up when I would get the question a lot. Um, so how, how long have you been doing this? Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I know what you're asking. I know you want to know if I know what I'm doing, you know, totally. is what they're getting at kind of thing. Yeah. But it, yeah, usually in my experience, it didn't take long with, with dad to mm-hmm,
2: let totally. him
1: know that like, look, I, like I got in every corner of this house and this is everything, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, that was always, uh, yeah. Interesting uh, conversation to have. Yeah. Okay. Now dad. shift,
0: shift that now. Cause I've had this mm-hmm. experience too. shift it to you're an agent representing a first time home buyer. Um, you've built up the trust and rapport with your client. Dad hasn't been to a house yet with you. So you, you haven't met dad and you've gone through, you know, five, six showings. Your client has picked out a house. They've decided they want to write an offer. You've written the offer, gets approved, and now we're in that home inspection phase of that uh, due diligence period. Yeah, and then you get introduced to Dad as the agent. There's a little bit. It's there's a little bit there also of instead of it being more of a mechanical evaluation, it's like, yeah, are we paying the right amount of money for this property? <laughs> yeah. Is there a property for this this price point? You know, like it's the same Yeah. The same ordeal, right?
1: Yeah, what'd you get my kids into? Yeah <laughs> kind of perspective. Yeah. But I mean I I can see that having kids. Mine are still quite young, but I could see that um coming into play naturally. Yeah. And then even more so if dad has a construction background or, or anything relating to houses, you know, yeah. in general. Then it you know, dad's there and gotta get dad's opinion and approval, which I completely understand.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, pity, it, uh, I pity the home inspector who's going to inspect my kid's house. <laughs> like, I just feel so bad for that guy. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to nail him if he misses something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's the same for my wife as a she's a nurse, and so it, when she has to go in, or or when she has a patient that's a nurse, it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a little more. I think it's good in a lot of ways because you can talk to people you know, that information can be delivered maybe a little bit different kind of thing mm-hmm. if they have experience, but they know yeah, the terminology. It changes. Yeah. It changes the dynamic. No Definitely. doubt. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, here's another uh, perspective shift. So as inspectors, and I, I know we were in different countries, let alone different associations, and we probably had different, you know, regulatory bodies and the rules and, to follow and whatever. Yeah.
1: Code and all that. Assuming,
0: assuming that we are probably similar in that nature. Um, as a home inspector, you're walking through a home and there's like a massive limitation to evaluating something. And I'll I'll just make it easy for people listening in, but let's say there's, there's a, a large shelving unit in front of the electrical panel. Okay. And you can't get access to the panel and it looks like it's probably going to take you like 20 minutes and there's a real possibility and threat of breaking something, trying to move this by yourself. Yeah. So as home inspectors, I mean, we were just kind of like told to make sure that that's documented that the limitation, right? Would you mm-hmm. agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you can't get to something, it's totally, Yeah.
0: So I remember later in my career as a home inspector, I hated limitations because it just meant I was coming back to the house. <laughs> that's right? right. It just meant that, Tomorrow I'm coming back and this thing will be moved. Great. But it's yeah. really going to put a time crunch on my day, right? right? So I would really push the boundaries of limitations to make sure that I never have to get, I never have to come back to a house. Mm-hmm. Now as a real estate agent, there's nothing I hate worse than hearing about a home inspector who couldn't get access to something. Yeah. You know, because it's it's an unknown. We we haven't fulfilled our due diligence yet we still have this question mark and i'm like man if you would have just called me i'd have helped you move the box or yeah. the you know the
1: while you were in the other room <laughs> i just
0: like i just it's it's a shift in my perspective yeah that um yeah i mean have you ever run into anything like that
1: um yeah yeah sometimes it's you know out of your control like maybe a vehicle got left in the garage and we can't get into the attic yeah and it's like okay we can't move the vehicle and so yeah and we have to come back and address it yeah um but yeah i'm kind of the same way it's like yeah let's take 10 minutes and move these cardboard boxes out of the way and open up the panel and you know even it'd probably be on a three-year-old house knowing that that panel's likely perfectly fine but we got to get the cover off in order to look at it make sure you know and it, it definitely it's, I think that's where the, the biggest shift has come, um, outside of maybe the, my use of time just on a daily basis is that it's not a a couple hour process anymore. And, you know, the inspection and then getting back and writing the report, maybe a little follow-up from there. It's, uh, it's much longer, you know, in some cases, months or years with some clients kind of thing. Um, but it, you know, even just, through the inspection process, it's like, you got to get each one of those little things handled. So now we got to deal with coordinating with the seller, you know, get either getting out of there, or getting access to it. Somebody Good getting time. the house, open back up to do a, a five minute recheck kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to, to try and avoid those if possible.
2: <laughs> do you find that you guys like this questions for both of you, that your understanding of home inspectors, or do you find that you're probably more critical now as realtors dealing with the home inspection process unless
0: you go first,
1: first. <laughs> yeah I'll so i think um that's a great question i think a little bit of both actually yeah. um like a, a mixture because i will and it's as a, as a realtor sitting in on the you know the debrief between the inspector and the client um having done it for so many years it's like you want to jump in and you want to you mm-hmm. know kind of not take over but you want to speak up a little bit um, or you hear something and you're like, okay, that's not that complicated. That's a pretty simple yeah. fix. You know, you just want to be like, I, we could fix that. No problem. It'll take 10 minutes. No big deal. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so hearing things that maybe are, uh, not so alarming, but they sound alarming, you know, you want to, you want to step in sometimes in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it kind of works both ways. Um, overall, I think it, it's helpful is, is just being yeah. able to, to read and, decipher those things and then you know i know as an inspector when i would leave the agent and the buyer would have a conversation without me <laughs> and That's And you know that's yeah. like okay what are we worried about kind of thing so now now i'm having that conversation when the inspector leaves okay let's focus on these things yeah you know and and just kind of go from there
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know what's what's your take parker
0: <laughs> well yeah if i heard something that was pre-scripted you know that was just like technically we're not allowed to comment on this. uh, So I'm going to leave that as an unknown. And it's like, I always felt as a home inspector, my practice was if I didn't feel confident giving you an answer, it's because I was incompetent. Yeah. Because regardless of what the rules say, you know, your regulatory body says, Hey, you're not a mold expert. You don't have that kind of qualification. I agree. If you don't, you shouldn't comment on it but then all that means is that you're incompetent in that area of the of the system you're putting your you're opening yourself to liability but if you were competent enough to make the statement then you were yeah. comp enough competent enough to accept the liability that you took on and that was the position i took so if there was an area that i wasn't confident in my competency then i would just go and work at that you know there would be yeah. There was just, you know, extra training, whatever you had to do so that you, you, you gave answers and not those statements where, you know, I'll give you an example in our area. Um, we have termites and I know in San Diego, man, termites were probably just at every house at some point in their life expectancy, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Here they're like a big conversation piece because we, they're not everywhere, but they're, they're somewhere, some houses have them, right? And when you turn on, let's say discovery channel and you're watching about a termite show, you're probably watching it from San Diego where they'll just eat a whole house, just gobble, gobble, gobble. They can eat through a two by four, you know, a a specific amount of time. Whereas in Camloops, I mean, our termites, you could set them free for years and years and years. And they're probably just going to start to etch the paper off the back of the drywall, (laughs) but you would see termites in a home, you know, and you're, Home inspector is, he's aware of that's there, but doesn't want to say anything. Just says, you need to get this further evaluated. It's like, no, man, those are termites. Just say it. Don't beat around the bush. That's what they are. If you don't know what they are, they go figure it out.
1: Yeah. I heard a um, a lecture at a conference one time and they've similar approach. You know, he said, I'm being paid for my opinion on the property. Yeah, and and I need to have the knowledge and expertise to give that opinion, and I'm not afraid to do so. And it, you you will find some some guys that don't give their opinion. They just there's termites. I'm not talking about any extent, uh, you know, as yeah. far as damage or or what needs to be done, kind of thing. It's just here. There's termites there, kind of thing. It's like people want to know what you think about it. Like, mm-hmm. is it bad? Does it need repair? They're rotted, you know. Is there is, is this a serious problem? Like, kind of thing. So it's it's very much having that knowledge and giving it. Yeah. Right. Have you ever yeah, rolled and, up your sleeves? Oh
0: yeah. As a realtor? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been I've poked in, I mean, it so then it goes back to that kind of bending those, you know, uh those limitations. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I had um I could give you an example. I just sold a house here in Blaine recently. Um and it is a 100-year-old house and unfortunately 2 days before it was supposed to close, uh electrical went out
2: oh no um, wow.
1: and so yeah and so i went over to with a you know a prong tester just to plug it in see if we got power and just kind of trace it out but you know sometimes you just need to peek up in the attic and, and take a look in the attic kind of yep. thing and it's like let's we let just put my head in there and you know not you know, kind of walking that line like i'm not making any repairs or changing out any panels or doing anything anything crazy but it's like let's, let's yeah, let's turn a flashlight on. Sometimes you just got to turn I a know, flashlight right? on and, yeah. and yeah. just look in the corner, you know, and
2: Diagnosed. I think too many
1: people are, yeah, too many people are afraid to, to do that and just want to kind of stay away from it. But if you just turn the flashlight on, we might be able to resolve this, you know, in a, a much simpler manner kind of thing. So
2: what happened? Yeah, what happened?
1: Um, oh, we had to delay our closing. Um, I think we delayed a week or so. Ouch. We got several bids out. Ultimately, so what ended up, happening a little bit of backstory is the the owner's brother installed the electrical panel
0: (laughs) Uh Oh, classic!
1: (laughs) parker probably heard stuff like that before yeah yeah (laughs) and yeah it was uh it was an undersized panel um the the connections were it was not a professional installation less than professional is what we used to say (laughs) um and so in the end to get it to kind of at that point just move forward um, seller had already moved out, you know, was in her new place and buyers were ready to move in. Uh, we ended up just getting a credit for the repairs because, uh, the buyers wanted the house still They, you know, they, yeah. uh, they knew there was some things to correct. That's and good. Probably worked out pretty good for them. It, it ultimately a little setback, but, um, yeah, we we're able to keep it together and, you know, get some guys out there last minute, get some, yeah. and, and they're going to get some new electrical out of it. But
2: I timing the for the seller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great as a buyer, Yeah, it was not a terrible situation for them, but yeah, kept it together and got it closed at least. So everybody was happy in the end. Good. that's yeah, all it comes
0: down to, mm-hmm. yeah. Solving problems. Yeah. That's another yeah. hat as a realtor. That's that. right.
1: Yeah. That's actually, it's funny because uh, when I posted on Instagram about that house selling, uh, it was that we had, you know, a problem come up right at the end, but there's, there's always a solution. Totally. And then you gotta focus on finding that solution. If you yeah. just focus on the problem the whole time, you're not gonna get anywhere. Totally. You know? But if yeah. you focus on that solution, you will find it. You know, you'll find what you're looking for, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, make some progress.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so I got a couple of funny questions, just like experiment experience questions for you. Yeah, let's do it. Um go back to the first couple of days that you were a real estate agent, okay? Okay, and you're you're in the office. Okay, you got you know you got your laptop. You got your, your business cards are made. You're ready to roll. Did, did I'm I'm speaking from me, and I'm just twisting it <laughs> to see if it happened to you. The um, the other agents in my office, how how did they feel about you? Because you were like you were like the home inspector before, and now you're the real estate agent.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It was quite the shock. Yeah. Um, because uh, it, there wasn't much conversation before the transition. So it was kind of a, a walk in and Hey, guess what, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> thing, you know? Um, and I mean, it was, it was well-received. Uh, it was, it's nice to have relationships with a lot of these people, uh, you know, from beforehand. Um, and I so, thought that
0: was great value to walk in yeah. and be like, I know everybody.
1: Right. Yeah, right. and and even having deals in real estate now, and and the the buyer's agent on the other side, you know, it's people that I've dealt with in the past. Yeah, their 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 names and numbers are already saved in my phone, kind of thing. Totally. So I've actually found that to be very helpful. Yeah. Um. It, it's also I don't know what they're really feeling. Yeah. My thoughts are deep down inside is that guy was a really good home inspector and now he's my competition. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. But no, everybody's been great. But it, it was definitely like, oh. He's a realtor now. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of I'll share a couple
0: yeah. of, I'll share a couple of my experiences. Um, definitely those first few days in the office, I would hear a page on the phone, Parker Bennett, line one. I'd be like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm in. Here we go, right? I'm selling houses. I pick up the phone, it'd be another agent. Hey Parker, I got a problem with a home inspection. Just wondering if I could tickle your brain for a bit. It's like, damn. Yeah. 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 Maybe what does this did you- mean? Did you face
2: any criticism though, like, or pushback?
0: Criticism? Yes. Um, before I became a licensed agent, um, I was already being reviewed by the ethics department because this might've been a agent or it might've been many agents. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. but the topic was, he's going to take all our clients. We, you know, his clients are our clients. And he's just going to go and market to, you know, our prospective clients from the past. Yeah. And, um,
1: and steal everybody.
0: Th- th- that was the notion. It didn't go anywhere. Cause it, first of all, I wasn't even a licensed agent at the time yet. So it wasn't like you could have it an ethics issue with somebody yeah. who was just going to be licensed. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Nothing ever really came from it. And, uh, you know, I won't go on to say what I did or didn't do with, with, potential clients but if you have a client as a real estate agent and you're not taking care of them they're going to bounce on you and it doesn't matter whether it's yeah. from your previous home inspector or what they're, they're going to take yeah. the best guy for the job
1: yeah it, i mean i think it happens a lot
0: <laughs> you know? yeah
1: it's just it's a relationship business and if you find out that you don't have a good relationship with somebody you find somebody else it's that's that's what of it is you yeah. generally go
0: you know <laughs> Yeah, I like that you said that because I I think like problem solvers, all the hats we talked about, the relationships that we have as real estate agents, I think are a lot deeper than home inspectors. Like the home inspection relationship was sort of felt like a one time, you know, it was a date. It yeah, was a very one temporary. And one and done, kind of right. Maybe you you know you sell another, someone sells another house, and you do another home inspection for them or whatever, and they remember you, but. As a real estate agent, I mean, there, it's a deeper relationship with your clients. Um, it's a longer process. Um, and I think you should stay in touch and like yeah. our motto here is that, you know, I don't use the word building cause it's very mechanical, but, um, you know, your home consultant for life, I want to be here for you when you need a recommendation for your roof or your furnace, let me know yeah. because I may definitely know who not to call. that's right from experience right
1: i I can be more helpful sometimes
0: (laughs) (laughs) totally yeah 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 did you ever did you ever get any agents who maybe said something along the lines of um darren's not going to make it because he's so he's going to be so focused on the problems of a house (laughs) no 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 i
1: mean nobody ever said that you know (laughs) to me,
0: <laughs> I overheard that chatter when I when I was got in the game. When you really? went
2: into real estate,
0: yeah, when I, I I actually overheard an agent in my office say it. Like Did you
1: just be focused on like all the negatives.
0: Yeah, this guy is going to be so focused on problems in the house. He's not going to have any. He's not going to. Know, he's not going to figure out how to solve problems and sell houses. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I
1: feel like as an inspector, the the focus was identifying those problems but also correcting them like this is what it takes to yeah it's also solving them like yeah. we're identifying them so that we can solve them you know that's why we're finding them so that we can address
2: them
0: yeah. i bet
2: that person was threatened by your knowledge maybe sometimes that's where criticism comes from is like people who are maybe a little jealous Could yeah yeah <laughs>
1: t- i mean it's you know it's cutthroat sometimes. <laughs> I think you know, it's real be. estate. It's it really can. Yeah. Traditionally. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we love our kind of small town. Camloops is pretty small too, right around there. Yeah. But, um, I think most of the agents here that I had relationships with anyways, were more bummed <laughs> that I was not going to be their inspector anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of what, what I felt. So they had to go
0: find somebody else. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, so it's you, been, it's been good. You sell houses kind of in the, paint it out for me, like the Bellingham area and the, what's the other? Yeah. Is it Kent?
1: um, No, well, Kent is down south. Kent's more south. So so, as you go south of Bellingham, you're going to run into like Burlington and then Mount Vernon. Um, Mount Vernon's kind of the next big little area there. Uh, And then you'll pass, if you keep going from there, you'll pass through like Marysville and then Everett then you get down into seattle tacoma
0: area olympia and all that how far how far away from home do you operate like how far will you um, go to a showing
1: yeah i had one this summer um was about an hour and a half from here um the the radius just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger for them yeah um and it ended up being a little ways away um to try to stay out of seattle if possible yeah um even as getting down into everett um it's just a, the market changes there Totally. Um, so I, I'd almost rather just refer that out to, you know, an associate down there and let them handle it if yep. needed. Um, but yeah, usually about an hour and a half kind of thing. If it's like a fish in, you know, a uh, mountain property or something, that's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. now, I'll go take a drive for the day, maybe bring my, <laughs> my hiking boots or something. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, Bellingham is kind of the bulk of the real estate. Uh, and then I personally live out in the County. So we've got some acreage and, lot of acreage properties around us so cool been focusing some time kind of in the you know the land properties
0: what would you say is your median or benchmark or average price in your market
1: uh the county's around 550 right now as a whole um bellingham's going to be a little bit higher than that if you yep. get down into the city proper um, but yeah for whatcom county it's around 550 right now American. We've seen a little shift. Yeah, we've seen days on market has increased the last two or three months. Yeah, um, but we had the holidays, so I'm not totally shocked with that. Yeah. Um. But year over year, it's pretty it's pretty steady. It's it's not down. <laughs> I mean, it's down a little bit just with how high things were during COVID. Yeah. Um. But you know, if you look year over year for the last couple of years, that that line is still, still going
0: up. Yeah, a lot of economists in our region have predicted that uh, although we might have a bit of a stale 2023, that 2024 is going to see uh, you're, it's going to go right back to a, a seller's market, and we're going to see the the prices start to climb again. Is that sort yeah. of similar what you've been hearing? Or
1: yeah, would the hope is for um, like quarter two, quarter three this year to to pick up? Yeah, um, our I know our mortgage programs are different than your guys's. Um, but they're Fannie Mae,
0: what do they call it? Fannie Mae,
1: Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, Freddie yeah. Mac
0: and Fannie Mae, the 30 year, like basically a mortgage for fixed. life,
1: mortgage for life. Yeah. 30 year fixed rate. Cool. Um, and so what rates for us were very low for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, and then they, you know, inflation, uh, all these other global issues, um, started happening. And so rates went up, uh, and then that naturally slowed things quite a bit. Um, they have since come down. And I think each time they come down a little bit, everybody gets excited starts to think like, okay, yeah, we sh- maybe, maybe now's the time. Um, yeah. And I think what's going to happen in the next few months, if they, the expectation, if they come down, you know, to a, a much better number is that people are really going to get excited. And then it's just going to inventory still not going to be real high and yeah. almost create that frenzy again, kind of thing.
0: What is a, so, what is a fixed rate right now for a, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, thirty-year mortgage. Um, it'll
1: vary depending on you know your credit score and exactly what loan program you're doing. Uh, but traditional right now is around six percent, six percent one, six point two, on the high end. I think as of yesterday. Yeah, yeah that's pretty comparable
0: uh, to us. You'll get lower rates, you know, if you're decent credit score. But is there, that's yeah. kind of our. We're sitting around six, just just under.
1: Yeah, and historically not not terrible.
0: Yeah, no, historically, <laughs> but just for us, compared
1: to the last you know three years on totally. our end, at least it, it's a lot higher than it was. So. Yeah, but a lot better than the eighties, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Totally, I'm not yeah, that old. <laughs> Here too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I hear Trump yeah. is going to start donating money to uh, mortgages for his campaign slogan next year. <laughs> is that true? No, I'm just making it up. I
1: was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't heard much of, of him lately. <laughs>
0: we still get a lot That's of politics. Conversation. Yeah, <laughs> we won't get into politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll keep it mechanical, That's structural.
1: <laughs> those are my. Those are, I have two. I have two rules in inspection in real estate: no politics or religion. <laughs> yeah, perfect.
2: <laughs> was, trying to avoid half. that.
1: Yeah, because it's yeah. already a,
2: a realm where. Money's already being talked about. And I feel like of the big three topics money, religion, politics, one at a time. One good. at a
0: time. Yeah. Same thing yeah. at like
2: family dinners, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. One. Yeah, max. you can't get all three
0: going at the same time. <laughs> good times, huh? <laughs> cool, man. Well, I uh yeah. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to speak with us. And yeah. uh yeah, I'm really well, looking forward to uh what is it, April fifteenth, the opener for Turkey and Washington State? <laughs> Every year, April fifteenth. I have a okay. question before yeah. you
2: sign off. What do you think the next parallel will be between your lives and careers? Wow, because <laughs> we've got like home inspector he, he for ten years, realtor yeah. after that. You're married to what's nurses, yeah. hunters. Anything else? I'm
0: uh, pretty good football fans. Okay. Might have missed that. Yeah. What's
2: next? Are you gonna going to retire at the same time?
0: Uh, I don't know what what's on the agenda. <laughs>
1: I feel like I lagged behind you by a couple of years on, <laughs> on each of these things. So I got to keep an
0: eye on you. <laughs> yeah.
1: So
2: i see what, future. Future, <laughs> see what my future holds. <laughs> okay. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. 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 So I'll shoot you a text when I'm thinking of something and you can let me know if that's like something that you, you want me yeah. to experiment with, with our personality type.
1: And we should write it down and, see, and come back to it. And yeah. see if it, if it totally. works out that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, that's oh, awesome. this world is magic. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, well really good me. talking to you, man. It.
0: Yeah, really good yeah. talking to you. We should uh, have you on the podcast again when we get uh, our new podcast booth here at Royal LePage in Kamloops. We get a little more set up. We'll mm-hmm. have it uh, a little more dialed in and we can start doing more video on our on our podcast.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Talk some numbers. Yeah. The fun stuff. <laughs> Isn't that boring? Isn't that boring? <laughs>
0: Cool, man. Well, I won't keep you any longer. You have a fantastic end to your week and a great weekend and uh, happy real estate.
2: Yeah, thanks for joining yep. us.
1: Sounds good. Thanks,
0: Molly. See you, Parker. See you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.
2: Hey, thanks for listening to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to get new episodes delivered right to your feed. And we want to hear from you. Send comments and questions to parker at royallepage.ca or reach out on Instagram at pbrealestater.